Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back, for joining us, for all of your consistent feedback, for the laughter that's been in the field from all of the comments and curiosities around all the different topics and every single person that has come. I'm thrilled to be here with a dear friend, Shelly, today. And something that has been really fun for me to hear in the last handful of times I've gotten to be in your field is that you're doing bold things. And I am so excited because that is, it's that 20 seconds, that 30 seconds of courage. We get a download, we have something coming through and how in the heck do we get out of our own way, stop this monkey mind, stop our subconscious of all the fear, all of the not good enough, blah, 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 and take action. So I don't do this often, and I'm going to do my best here and then have Shelly introduce you. I've had the opportunity to work with her for a little over a year. She's one of the brightest lights and so passionate. So I can't wait for you to experience her energy, her story, what she's up to. What we're going to get to share with you today has really touched my heart in a deep way as we are entering into the season of winter here. And uh, we had our first official real snow yesterday of like two to three inches last night. And so we woke up to a winter wonderland this morning. And I have to admit, I go through some moments of not being excited about fall coming and then not being super excited that winter's coming. I want to find, so if anyone can help me, and maybe you already are aware of this as all of your talents and travels throughout the world, but I'm looking for a place that is like consistent with light day and night <laughs> and with weather of not even so much weather, but a, t- a temperature range that isn't fluctuating so, so much. I grew up in Colorado or grew up in Michigan and our winters were cold and dr- like, I don't know, somehow I feel like it was a dry cold, but they were cold and it wasn't always snowing. So I was out at my, my vision for winter is if it's going to be cold, then provide us with some snow, one for beauty and one for play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I am with Shelly. Shelly has been able to have um, the ability to present and experience so many challenges in life, including um, and talks and speaks and is writing, writing books on challenges, including abandonment, violence, abuse, and addiction. So this I'm so excited to get into today because this is the reality of life, right? I don't know many people that aren't experiencing this on every day, every day of their life. And I want to have more conversations about this as I know I work through this on my my own and get to support people in this. And um, she has and created a 38-year career as an engineer and powerful leader. This woman is a badass. Let's just... <laughs> call it what it is. Um, Shelly's brought order to chaos in her life by developing and uh, the concept of sacred ground and a sacred ground walk that I can't wait for you to hear more about. Um, and she's committed to helping others heal and transform their lives as a speaker, author, trainer, and sacred ground co-walker. And you'll be able to find more about her at, on her website and through social media channels. We'll put all of that in the show notes and we'll have 
you share that. Um, but there's so much more than just that. So I'm thrilled to have you introduce yourself. Thank you so much for your time today. You're volunteering and training and creating. So I, I honor and respect your time so, so much and know you're up to a ton. So thanks for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Jen. It's such an honor to be here. I've so enjoyed as your podcast has taken off listening to each episode and they're all so good. And every person in the episode I want to meet and uh, become friends with. And I, I take little, little tidbits from them and I make notes and I start doing things. So I'll probably be reaching out to people in your podcast or maybe we could have a podcast dinner or something at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think a podcast dinner, podcast retreat weekend. Oh, yeah. We can all support one another with our gifts. And yeah, that came through as you said, I want to meet everyone. I was like, yep, check. We're <laughs> yeah, going to make check, that happen. Check, we can do that. Yes. Oh, so, so good. So, so fill us in. What a, can you where what's on your heart to share of your story and your journey there's so many aspects and there's so much that i know people can resonate with from yeah. some of the most intense times to some of the the biggest successes and wins that you've had so um who are you where did you grow up what tell us a little <laughs> bit about you well let's see i grew up in tidewater virginia i um um pilot started flying planes as a teenager my dad was a pilot and then ended up going to engineering school went to university of virginia got my master's degree at hood college in maryland i had a wonderful successful 38 year career as an engineer and leader i ran global programs and had staff at multiple locations within the us and did really wonderful work that affected people's lives. And I, I'm very proud of that. I am retired though. That um, came about because I, at the end of December, 2019, I entered into a, a, a big trauma suddenly came into my life. And so I spent a lot of 2020 just feeling like I wanted to depart from my body. This was too much. I don't, I don't want to do this, but I did what I always do. I started reaching out for help and, and doing all those things. And then right as I'm starting to feel better in January, 2021, I was sitting at my desk and I got a message from source that said, you need to start helping people recover from trauma, start writing down what you do. What? <laughs> and so I started doing that. And, uh, I, as I started doing that, I realized I did have a process for doing this. And I came up with this five-step process that I actually follow in my life. And it corresponded to the word, to the letters of the word light. So I call it return to the light. And I first developed a speech out of that, that I've done. And then I started my business because I thought, oh, well, I guess I need a business. And by then I was working just part time. And uh, I ended my career by just slowly disappearing. (laughs) It was very effective for me. And uh, um, so I started this business uh, someone told me, well, you need to write a book about everything that's happened to you. And my first response was, oh, I can't write a book. That just gives me cold chills. I'll never be able to do that. And then the very next day, as things happen in the world of energy, I was talking to somebody who hooked me into somebody's project where I did a, uh, a chapter in a book and I did two of those. And when the world uh, offered me a third opportunity, I was like, no, no, I got it now. I can write a book. I don't need to do any more chapters. So I have two books out there. And um, and then I that so later in 2021 is when I got hooked up with you, Jen, and we started coaching. And I learned about the whole clarity process and all that kind of amazing stuff. And over this last year, what's happened is this realization that I need to take my talk and make it into more of a workshop, right? So people can work it. And so I've started doing writings, uh, like writing thousand word articles on each step 
And I've been doing that and doing talks, more detailed talks on each step, developing exercises. And it's really um, getting more fleshed out in my mind. And so then I finally realized, well, I got to get an offering out there with this, right? Because you don't just keep writing and speaking about it. You got to start interacting with people and (laughs) see what they think, right? Yeah, it doesn't, no one magically, (laughs) at least so far, knocks on your door or taps you on the shoulder and says, oh, you've done all the work. We're ready for you. you We're ready for you now. And of course, whenever I would do the talk, people would want more and I didn't have more to give them. And so now I have more to give people. And so what I decided to do based on another message I got was, oh, I'll do something kind of simple and I'll have people metaphorically return to the light while we're literally returning to the light. So I decided I would run this little event uh, from the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, the darkest day to the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. And how I would do this inaugural offering is that each month would be dedicated to one of the steps. And so there would be a private Facebook page. Everyone who registers gets access to that page. Or if you're uncomfortable with that page, I can I can email things to you. And that's where I'll put my writings, my talks, worksheets, journaling prompts, physical activities, all that kind of stuff. And then once a month, you have a private coaching session with me where we integrate everything you're getting for that step. And then I thought, oh, about the equinox, maybe we'll have a virtual gathering and do something fun. And then when we get to the summer solstice, we'll have a a virtual graduation, have a, a ceremony around this. And then it occurred to me, well, if people really like this, I could do it every year. Because just like you're talking about, as we approach the darkness, it's very challenging for me, for everybody. And once the holidays and all the lights from the holidays go away, and now we're into January, it's like, what am I going to do now? And so I thought it might be good for people to have a simple, not too demanding thing to do. And the way it would help me is I can get feedback from people. They could say, oh, that exercise really worked. That talk worked. This one didn't. This one did. And then I could keep improving my offerings and move it forward like that. And so that is my return to the light offering starting this winter solstice. And the whole point of return to the light is when I started thinking about the different traumas and things I'd been through, the first thing I realized, the L, is let yourself fall. And and that kind of seems obvious, but we live in a world where it's not obvious because you can have the very best job with the very best benefits and the worst can happen to you and you get five days off pay. Five days. And I I notice people's language around this. I, I remember working, and in particular, someone's parent had died. And this person was out for their five days. Then they come back. And I'm on a leadership meeting where the manager said, oh, well, he's back, and he's back in the saddle now. Okay, no one's back in the saddle after five days leave, after losing someone. Um, so that and how we perceive that. And then it occurred to me, oh, we don't have any structures in place. We we don't even know how to talk to our families about what happens if we need to fall. What happens if something happens and I need to collapse in on myself for a little while? We don't have those structures at work. Um, I know a big thing at work was being a single point of failure. I was almost always a single point of failure. And there were so many places in the business that were single point of failure, so many individuals. 
well, what happens when something happens to them? What what does the business do? How do we do that? So how can we start rethinking that and putting structures in place? And and one of the things around that was I I have this little mission in life that if we could just stop looking away from other people's pain. As I remember that happening a lot in my life, my my brother died by suicide. And I remember getting back to work after that. And no one would even talk to me about it because it was suicide. Couldn't even say the words. There were no hugs. I did get one plant from one of my admins, um, but now from no one else, right? No one else. And and well, those the way the waves of sadness, right, that come through, whether it be a love that you start with, let yourself fall, because even in this society, at least that we live in in the United States, like there's not, it's not okay for things to not be okay. Exactly, and the exactly. pressure that we put on ourselves for that is remarkable. I mean, I, I truly am I'm working on it day in and day out, right? Of what what do what do I want today? And if that's not in alignment with other people or what I should be doing, I can't even I can't even explain the energy that I have been working through of untangling myself from what my parents told me I should be doing. Yes, but, and they did that. I haven't lived with them for over funny. twenty years. Like it's just yes. like what is happening in here, and like. Huh. Yes, I, I get to respond and and show up for myself today. So if that's the case, then how are how are we gonna work together? And and when I am letting myself fall, how do I do that without food, without alcohol, without all these other exactly escaping, which used to be running to a thousand events in a week as well? Exactly with myself. So when COVID came, it was amazing. And I understand for a lot of people it was incredibly challenging. But for myself, it was a moment of true after we had a beautiful wave with birds and bees teas of, of immunity tea out into the world, which I was grateful for that there was a chunk of time when I was like, Oh, this is, this is slow. This is intentional. This is yeah. a bunch of curiosity, right? And letting ourselves decompress in that way or fall is just, a, I, I love your analogies and your whole entire structure of your return to the light. It, it really is like, I'm so excited for everyone to get to hear this today. It is. And, and, and also keep in mind, it doesn't have to be anything big. I can go to the grocery store, something happens and they don't have some that the oranges I'm looking for. And for some reason, I really, really wanted those oranges today. And I have that disappointment. Well, I have to, you know, I, one, I can say I shouldn't feel that way. Two, I can say I actually do feel that way and just let myself fall for a moment. It doesn't have to be going to bed for a month. It can be darn, that sucks. Right. Yeah. And, and letting that, Letting that be okay. And I love that you brought up what your parents told you because my parents told me that. And I believe I told my children that because I didn't know any better. Yeah. Right. We're conditioned and we're we're conditioned. We have these amazing uh, neural pathways in our brain that have driven down that road over and over and over and over and over again. I was listening to a rethink podcast last night. And I love how he states and shares what's going on because they'll have a topic and a conversation. And then just like we do in clarity and that you and I've gotten to experience so many times, is there a different way to be thinking about that? Or the words that are coming through my mouth, I say without even thinking about it. And whoa, I just heard myself say what I did. Hmm. Can I do that differently? Right. Yes. So, yeah, I, I love yeah. that so much. And and then that takes us, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the essentially the overeating or drinking, the self-medicating, because that takes us into the second step that I call the second phase is inch along. 
And this, I, I love calling it that because it's the part where you can get up, you know, you're no, no longer have to lay in bed. You're not crying in the field position anymore. You can eat a bowl of cereal. You can take a shower and you can go through your day, but it's like you're on automatic pilot. And there's a numbness that self sets in during that phase. And I can recall that numbness so many times. And one of the big exercises there is to learn the difference between self-care and self-numbing. Because the danger that I see now looking back is that when you numb, um, self-numb, then you literally become numb. And I can look back on some sacred ground walks now that I realized took decades to go through this five-step process because I was numb and there was just something that got me out of it. And I know I've had, I had a woman I worked with once tell me, you mean this isn't how everybody is, just things happen to us and we get numb and we just keep going and we get busier and busier to ignore that? It was like, no, that's not what, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Or that's not the healthiest thing in my opinion to do. Right. And so, but I think it's important to acknowledge that phase because it's a phase we all go through and you don't want to get stuck there. And so what would be a couple examples of self numbing compared to drinking alcohol? Drinking. Right. Drinking alcohol, um, uh, using recreational drugs beyond just, uh, you know, I don't want to say somebody can't smoke pot, but you know what I mean? Just doing that and doing it so there's a negative consequence in your life. Um, uh, a positive one. One of the talks I do is I talk about um, a moment I recognize this where I was on a treadmill. My my husband and I had both gone to the gym. So we were f- pretty far along an inch along. We could make it to the gym and we got on the treadmill. And as I'm moving, I the I could feel the pain dissipate from my body. And for me, it's always a knot in the stomach. That's where I feel it. And I'm moving on this. And I'm then I start running. And I'm feeling so much better. And I look over at my husband, Bill, and I could tell he was feeling better too. And it was like, this is great. I'm all healed, right? And then after about an hour, I have to get off the treadmill. And when I get off, oh, that knot in my stomach comes right back. But what I learned from there is there's something I can do that's a reprieve from the pain. And it, you know, I can't go to the gym for eight hours a day. I know there are people who do that because that can become an addiction or self-medication too. But to look at it and say, okay, this is something I can do that takes away that pain for a little while, makes it go away. Um, It can be for me taking a walk in the woods. Uh, It can be um, um, reading a book. Now, reading a book, if, if you could see me on the video, you could see how many books are behind me. But I could I could definitely just start reading and ignore everything in the world forever, forever. So that could definitely become a self-medication thing for me. And I have to be careful to not use it that way. So there's there's parts of this where you need to feel what you're feeling. We don't, we're incarnated in these bodies, right? We're here, spiritual beings having our human experience. And part of that human experience is the struggle. And we have to be able to feel that. And I don't think we can process it fully out of our body without acknowledging that it's there. Mm -hmm. Yet we can still find these moments, whether it's being on the treadmill, taking a walk, getting in a bathtub chatting with a friend where you can have a reprieve. And it's important to notice that and to understand that difference because you don't want to get stuck in inch long. I love it. So what's next? Three is gathering grace. 
So this is the part where after you've been going through the world kind of like in a robot for a while on autopilot, you might start noticing little things of grace, like the friend who's been calling you every week for the last three months, but you just haven't had the energy to call them back, but they keep calling or texting. For some reason, you get the courage to reach back toward them and have that lunch, have that cup of coffee with them. Um, the story I always like to tell is that particular spring in 2020, someone mentioned to me that the church down the road had a Stevens ministry program. I didn't even know what that was. So I emailed the church and said, hey, I hear you have this thing. Can Will you do this for someone who's not a, a member? And they're like, sure. And so I went and met with these two lovely ladies and I told them my whole story and I said, look, all I need is somebody to listen. I want, I got ego telling me one thing and I got my higher self saying another, and I got to make sure I keep listening to higher self instead of ego. And they said, we can do that. And they assigned me, are you ready? A caregiver, caregiver. And this woman came to my house. She was a beautiful, beautiful woman. And we hit it off. She's technical, just like I went, I am. And I, I tell you, after she left that day, that was the very first night in like three months that I really slept. And I kept seeing her and lockdown happened, but we kept meeting on Zoom and she brought me into other things. And that was just this grace that just kept coming into my life. And then I started noticing other things. My husband was such a grace to me because he was able to listen to my pain. When I would tell him things like, I really want to leave my body, he wouldn't panic. He didn't start, oh, oh, what does that mean? Are you going to kill yourself? He didn't do that. He just listened. And then he would do things like little, leave me little love notes or cards to the house. And I still have them. And so slowly but surely, this grace, these little pieces of grace come in. And I do like to remind people is that grace is something that we get when we, we didn't do anything to earn it. I mean, my dad, Stephen's minister, zero cost. I wasn't even a member of the church. I am now, by the way, but um, I got so much from that. And I I just can't tell you. Um, meeting Jen and Kathy and learning about clarity, that's a big example about grace. One big thing I like to tell people is grace does not bolt through your front door and grab you off the couch. You have to be able to reach back to it. And so you have to start seeing what's there. And I I somehow believe there's so much there that we don't see, that we just don't see, especially when we're in pain. So having people with this common language can start helping us see more grace. Hi, friend. I cannot thank you enough for listening. We're going to take a couple second commercial break as I introduce one of my very first courses. Hope you're having an amazing day and look forward to meeting you really soon. Are you ready to shift your mindset? The world has been experiencing so much more anxiety and fear than normal the past few years. Can you feel it? If you're ready to step into your gifts, release fear, build more trust, more joy, and manifest the life you've been desiring, then join me for the free mini course Untangled that I created just for you. I'm so excited to learn more about what you desire and help you live a life that's more aligned with your heart. I can't wait for you to get started. Oh my gosh. I, I have chills everywhere. And there's a, a dear girlfriend of mine. It'll be fun to have her on um, at some point who is an artist. And she, we were in a small business 
it was part of SCORE in Denver, Women's Small Business Group. And she came in and she drew this picture for us. She had us put glasses on. And I'm pretty sure, I don't, I can't even remember if they were sunglasses or what was happening. And, but we had glasses on. She's talking about how we see life and what lens we're looking through. She's drawing and drawing and drawing and painting. And all of a sudden she's like, okay, now take those glasses off. And then she flipped the image around and it was one of her characters from her book. And I, you never would have known, right? That it was, she uh, illustrates and draws and writes children's books. And it was so profound for me of, we are seeing life through one lens for so long and, or it might be blurry, right? Like we could tell that there's objects out there, but we're not sure what they are. And then when we decide, whether it be that message that's coming through that call that's in our heart, the pit in our stomach, that isn't as nodded this morning, something's different. And we act on that, which is going back to the statement of being bold that I shared in the beginning, right? Like (laughs) that was probably a really bold moment for you to go to the church and articulate where you were and what you were experiencing. But because you did, because you shared where you were and what you were experiencing, there was an opportunity for divine intervention and for this grace for an angel to come show up and continue to tap you on the shoulder and for you to also choose to stay consistent with that. Right. So there was some, there was a yes in you that allowed you to continue to dance with that person to open more doors. And whether it be in moments of, of trauma or deep sadness or grieving or in moments of holy heck, like I'm up for my next big thing and (laughs) it's calling me forward and I'm scared, you know, to like buckets about what's happening. I I got to listen to a Reese Witherspoon um, interview and it is incredible to hear people that we put wherever we do or have written stories about that are experiencing the same, how in the heck do I get myself out of this, right? Whether it be that Mm -hmm. moment of not feeling well or some trajectory that's taking us to the most remarkable place of our life that we haven't experienced yet. She was doing a movie already in it. I think she said a year in, and daily, she was trying to call her attorney. She was doing whatever she could to attempt to get herself out of the the role. And it ended up being the, the greatest one she ever did. And <laughs> so I, I like, I was like, yes, right. Cause I don't know about you, but that's something I experience on the regular of, oh yeah, what the heck. And I, I just, I don't know. It was, it was even, even us doing this interview and I want to share it because I'm on the receiving end now of getting to give, if that even makes sense. But doing this podcast, we're it's it's a free, big, huge hug for the world at this moment. Yes. And yes. it is one of the biggest things and the best things I've ever done for myself. It brings myself so much joy and gratitude, as well as knowing that every conversation I have with a person like you is going to make an impact that I am not aware of in the world. Ideally, somebody will call and share, and some of you have, and I cannot thank you enough. So if you have that on your heart, please do. But Shelly reached out. We talked about having her on the podcast, and I hadn't gotten to whatever the synergy and alignment was of that happening. And you acted on a calling that you had and said, can I be in the podcast? And like, heck yes. I was truly walking that day, that week. And I often am like, ah, is this really worth it? Like at the end of the day, the amount of time, energy, all of it that goes into it, resources that I'm investing in the team, Jacqueline's gracious amount of time that she's putting in and pouring in and her love and passion. Is it worth it? And then that day or whatever, it was like two or three messages that are the next people that are supposed to be on the podcast and truly asking for timing and whatever it is that I've gotten to see you create and develop this 
return to the light. You already had it in your heart. And through coaching, we've been able to help you follow what is lighting you up the most about it, or where's the flow around it and all of your other certifications and everything that you're doing that you're bringing forth in this process. And that to me is just, it's so important for us to hear over and over and over and over again, right? Like this grace that is happening in this lifetime, more and more grace comes when we ask for more help, when we ask for more of what we want. And we find those 20 seconds of of courage to lean into the next step. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Cause I was being bold. It's like by, you know, cause typically I sit back and then it's like, well, wait a minute. I'm just asking, I'm not asking for a million dollars. She could say no. And even if you were like, that's something that I really look forward to being able to give as the world goes. Right. I I truly, since I was little, there's a a book and this may be in some of the other podcasts, but there's a book that is um, that something, a path with heart, I believe is what it is. And um, I have wanted since I was little to just put, to put money in people's mailboxes. I think that's going to be the most fun thing ever. I probably should start with like $2, $10, whatever now, so that it creates the ripple effect. But how yeah. much fun would it be if you walked outside and there was a grand in your oh, yes. yeah. I think that would be so fun. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll spread grace in a different way later. <laughs> All right. So back on track. What, back on track. Walk us back to H or whatever's coming through for you. I want to say one more thing about grace and then we'll go to H. Thinking about grace so much um, made me start thinking, how do I extend grace? Mm. So that's another thing to think about. So I just put that bug in everybody's ear, start noticing where do you extend grace? And that's a softening for me when I think about that. And then H is heal yourself. And this is where I realized, just like with my caregiver and my husband, my walks and all the other things, that grace was like a salve to this wound I had. So imagine it's it's like an antibiotic cream, right, that you're putting on this wound. Now, the wound might keep bleeding. You might have to ch- keep changing the bandage. But the grace just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. And then you just keep applying it and keep applying it. And then you truly heal. And what does heal mean? It means you're returned to soundness. It doesn't mean you're back to what you were before. Because I have found I am forever different after these things. But you are sound. The analogy I like to give is when I look at my knees, and you might have these too, because I know you're a very active person. I have lots of scars on my knees from falling off my bike, uh, falling when I run. Heck, I fall when I walk sometimes. And they just bleed. And of course, as you get older, you know, the bruise goes longer and and it takes a little bit longer to heal. But now if you look closely at my knees, and I'm willing to show anybody, there's all these little white marks, these scars, but I'm healed. So my knees are returned to soundness, but I am forever different. Not in a bad way. There's nothing negative about it. It's just this little mark of something that happened to me. And maybe I got a little better wisdom about how to clip into my bike better and how to how, how not to run till I'm so tired. I cannot, you know, get so focused on a goal that I keep running when I'm beyond what I can do and fall. And uh, so each one of those, even those little wounds on my knees, I have learned lessons from and I have changed perspective and become a different person. And when I look at the bigger things that have happened in my life, the larger traumas, I have become a wholly different person because of those. Um, Another, a great example is my, uh, I'll talk about my brother again. My brother was named Phil. 
and he was a substance, he had substance use disorder and he had had, uh, he was addicted to opioids, uh, part of the whole opioid crisis. And he had had uh, a few months in recovery and then resumed use, got arrested and was in jail, hung himself in jail. And um, they brought his heart back and I got up to him in the hospital and was there to remove him from um, life support and hold his hand to the end. So what's happened for me from that is I used to have more negative thoughts about him and his IV drug use. Even though I'm also a person in recovery, my my recovery is from alcohol addiction, while his was from opioid. So you can see clearly I'm a much better person than he was, right? And that kind of ridiculous thing. But now I have gone through this period of learning more about the opioid crisis, and I I've been able to suspend all that judgment. And now I actually, one of my volunteer things I do is packing kits for harm reduction van that goes out and supports people, giving them clean syringes, wound care kits, and things like that. So that is a wound that's there, but I'm totally changed from it. And when I'm in that room packing those little kits, I truly feel feel like Phil is over my shoulder and and owning his part in teaching me these lessons, right? Looking down on me and teaching me. So thank you, Phil. And uh, thank you for everything there. So that's that's healing. And then the final step, T, is transform the world. Because what happens when we can follow this process, we can fall down. We can inch along, we can gather grace, we can use that as an ointment on our wounds. We are a model for other people going through the same things. And we can learn to help other people who are walking through something and reassure them and listen to them and be a caregiver for them. Or you might get up on a stage. I've been on a stage talking about my sexual abuse and my history with that. And that is being a model. It's offering that up. So every place we heal and then go out into the world and say, hey, I healed. Hey, healing is possible. You are transforming the world. And the more we get that message out, the more we can walk with each other through these. Absolutely. And what's coming through for me is so much of this mission that I pray is possible for the world. It'd be super fun to get to see it in my lifetime. Our ability to remove judgment. Yes. There was so much judgment in my experience as a young person on this planet and what's right and what's wrong and really nothing in between. Yes. Yes. One of the things that I love about getting to know people is we have a whole bunch of these healing experiences that are happening in us at this very moment. And the more I get to be in conversation And in my growth of maybe some scars or wounds or whatever on my heart or in different places of my body is when I started this journey, I would have been sobbing listening to what you just experienced. And there might be some of you listeners who are just right now, like pulled over on the side of the road in tears or taking a pause on the bench because this is really for you. And it's for you to hear in that moment when the wound is wide open. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a moment in my life of our first friend who committed suicide and walking through the grocery store, having no clue. I I remember calling my mother-in-law and saying, I can't even think right now. Will you help me 
put groceries in my grocery and I have a basket in my hand and I, I know that you know how to do this. She is a Stevens minister. So as soon as you <laughs> mentioned that you were going to go through this training and that that person was a caregiver in your mind, I got chills through my body of like, oh my gosh, I don't even know all of what they do. But I watched my mother-in-law on that journey and walk go from a woman who here I am in judgment. Sandy, if you're listening to this right now, I'm speaking to you of complete love and grace. I watched all of us go from being in a small town, high school gossip, from that woman being in the know about everybody else's stuff to becoming and going through the Stevens ministry training and loving people with from from a modeling standpoint, right? From not this in everybody's business and, and going and trying to heal the world from a place of maybe internal desire to feed that place of love, but truly loving, uh, in this caregiving manner, which is all about the person who's going through it, not about us. Right. And so yeah. in those moments, when we can meet these memories and these minutes without judgment, like she was able to say, cause she cooks food for all these families who are going through all these people who are going through everything that life mm-hmm. offers, right. And creates and brings on the doorstep of, of life, these obstacles we go through. And she walked me through putting the stuff in the cart so I could go home and make a meal for our entire friend family here. And I knew that I wanted to make a meal, but I couldn't even put two and two together in that moment. And there's been so many minutes along the the journey that I was in the real raw falling apart. I am a crier. I am heart centered all day long. And I spent a ton of my life crying. So to be in this place that you're describing of this healing with grace so that we can transform the world. I didn't understand it when I first heard it, but there was a yes in my body of, or seeing women like you who have been through so much, who are out sharing your story and not from a place of trauma drama, from a place of like, truly, this is what I went through and these are the experiences and this is what I've learned. So now I can go pack these kits. I can be on a warm line waiting for people to call in. You can show up wherever you are as your true authentic whole self that's still healing and shining so brightly. And I'm so great. If it weren't for all of those experiences along the way, I wouldn't, I would still be that sobbing mess, not being able to get out of my own way. Right. And for the the women of grace, like you in my life, who have showed up men and women all along the way who have showed up to really hold my hand during that time. And that's, I I love what you have named your business as sacred ground walk and co-walking with people because Mm -hmm. I've needed that in so many moments. And I have been thrilled to get to do that for others. It warms my heart and I get chills and I'm so excited not to say that I wish discomfort upon anyone, but that's where we do grow, right? That's how the scar does heal. It's how the muscle gets stronger. So thank you for, for this, for so many people. I'm, I'm stoked for them to get to work with you. Oh, I, I am too. And, and the reason I called my business sacred ground walk is because, um, for some reason through my life, whenever something would come down, I would literally look down at my feet and go, okay, Shelly, you're on sacred ground. Let's walk it with care. And I don't know why I thought that, but I just knew when the crap hits the fan, right? You have to walk very gently through that. And it never works to pretend it didn't happen. It may work for a little while, but you're eventually going to be stuck an inch long and and having that permanent numbness. And that is not returning to soundness. Yeah, or returning to their own internal light, right? Which is yes. Uh, yeah. 
we, 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 we need, we have a lot of light workers, but we are calling all the rest of you who haven't been tapped on the shoulder yet or haven't leaned into that next step of the calling that is, that is in your heart or in your being and spirit. And yeah, I am, I'm so grateful for the amount of us who are doing the work in the world to hold space for the container for people to heal. Cause as soon as we acknowledge and recognize and hold someone's hand that might be a little shaky and fearful. There's, there's so many bits and pieces of your journey. That is, um, I think a lot of people might be intimidated or just not aware of, um, past traumas or experiences or, or what is happening in the world, um, in some of the darkest moments. And when we open our hearts up and listen, we can learn so much and really develop profound and powerful relationships to go out and help other people. I agree. Then we're really, then that's real community, right? That's a real community where we're together. Shelly oh. just put her hands together, her fists, <laughs> she put her fists, made two fists and then brought her pinkies together for those of you who can't see it. And it warms my heart because the more that we have this thread that gets stronger and stronger and becomes uh, more of a rope, right? That that brings this community together. The sweeter our days and our, our moments of our life get. Right. Because you are not alone. I am not alone. And I know there may be people listening who feel alone. And that aloneness can be so consuming. There have been times it has been for me. But I will let you know that I am there for you. And if you want to talk, I'm there to listen. Yeah, reach out to her. Um, so the, speaking of that, how can how can people find you? Where can they yeah, find her about my, this? Yeah, Sacred my, Ground Walk, Return to yeah, Light, social. My web, website is uh, sacredgroundwalk.com. So you can learn about me more there and also schedule a quick chat with me. They'll, there's like a button if you want to schedule a 30 minute talk and you can go to read more about return to the light and register for that. And, um, it, it's not a purse buster. It's $297 for, for all of that. And I look forward to talking to all of you and. Even if I don't talk to you, I'll be beaming love out in the whole world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, for being here with us today. I really, 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 truly appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me, Jen. You're amazing. All right. Well, we will see and hear. See, I love that I can, I can, I can get to see who I'm interviewing. Oh my goodness. We will connect with you next week. I cannot thank you enough for today, for listening, for all of the listening. Let us know, write in and let us know what your favorite podcast is, what's hitting home, what's resonating, what's not resonating. We're truly here to be able to help you move forward in your journey and take your next big step with more grace. So much, much love to all of you. We'll chat with you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.